the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to uh, Partners in the Gospel. Thanks for joining us last week. If you were with us with Dr. Jeff Myers from Summit Ministries, we've been talking about his newest book, Unquestioned Answers, Rethinking 10 Christian Clichés to Rediscover Biblical Truth. And last week I talked about one, just one endorsement. I'm just going to throw one out. We actually talked about a few, but this is from Eric Metaxas that you can hear on the weekends here at 100.7 and around the country, one of my favorite authors. But Eric says, there is nothing worse than Christians not thinking Christianly. Believing and repeating sloppy religious cliches hurts the cause of the one who calls us to love him with our whole minds. I thank God for my friend Jeff Myers taking on this vitally important subject. So there's a lot more endorsements. We want to kind of get into the meat of the conversation where we left off before Jeff. And we've been talking about some of those common cliches that people have talked about. That is, you know, um, it's not my place to judge. Um, I believe it. That settles it for me that we kind of talked about last week. But here we are once again. In the midst of this coronavirus and the uncertainty and uh, the anxiety and the and the fear and dread, so we don't want to be we'd be amiss not to talk about that again. And so yeah. there are some um, simplistic answers coming from the media, from uh, both sides, if you will, left and right, of making statements that are just um, maybe they need to. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me like if we see in a, or we have in a conversation or a movie, and the and and there's some tragedy. And the detective says, or the police officer, I promise you'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Really, are you God that you can promise that everything is going to be okay? You're going through divorce. You're going to die from coronavirus. Everything's going to be okay. Maybe not. I break out in a cold sweat every time I hear that on a show because (laughs) – I do too. It irritates me. In fact, the other last week I was watching something. I don't remember what program it was. And the person – I thought the person was going to say, I promised, and they didn't. And you know what's interesting? Culturally, you don't see that on the BBC. You don't see stuff in in, in, in England say those kind of comments, I promise. Mm-hmm. I don't know because they've been mm-hmm. through you know this, that, and the other. They haven't learned how to set up a plot <laughs> tension. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. But let's, yeah. let's speak to that fear and dread because, you know, I, I each and every day – and by the way, I don't know if our listeners know this, and I didn't mention in our last interview. I've interviewed 13 pastors uh, in the last couple of days um, – uh, I, I've had hundreds of prayer requests from various sources in the last few days, a hundred a day. 
And the majority of them, by the way, maybe your listeners don't know this, it's not the fear about the coronavirus. It's about employment and income and taking care of their families. Right, right. And there's there's panic out there. People you would least expect to have panic are having it. So maybe we can even talk about that because that is about questions mm. uh, as well about our future and what we believe in and why we're believing what we believe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, let me just mention the the book and how it kind of pivots yes, us please. to this conversation. Yes. Uh, uh, I, I, my sense was when I wrote the book that a lot of people do have unanswered questions, but a lot more people have unquestioned answers, That's good. things that they've come to believe that they, they hope will just sort of put a, put a bandaid mm-hmm. on whatever it is they're really facing yes. in times of genuine fear and dread. The band-aids come off mm-hmm. the simplistic cliches that we use don't work anymore. And it, they they never really did work, but right. they appeared to work because yep. they shut down conversation. Mm-hmm. Now we don't want to shut down conversation. I think our role as Christians in a time like this, first and foremost, is to help people understand that the information that presents itself to their senses must be interpreted somehow. Mm-hmm. It, are we going to interpret it based on our fear and our dread, or are we going to interpret it based on what God says? Mm-hmm. Because the declaration we can make as believers is we will not live in fear. Yes. Psalm 56.3, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. And we're not just talking about a, well, I'm going to kind of throw out a lifeline there. I'm going to feel better about Jesus. No, it's trusting that God is in charge, that he is the sovereign king of all of the universe, and that changes our perspective on everything. So fear paralyzes us, but we bless others in the midst of that when everyone else is paralyzed. Fear hoards, but we share. Mm, Fear curses our bad fortune, but uh, we gain wisdom so that we can understand the times. Fear Uh, resigns itself to fate, we are called to give the reason for the hope that we have. Absolutely. So as believers, our reaction needs to be precisely the opposite Mm -hmm. of what we see presented as panic in the news. Yeah, and that kind of speaks to the idea that if we have these cliches or thoughts or beliefs that that skew from a kind of utilitarian perspective, it's all about me, or all about my self-preservation, i.e. hoarding, things like that, um, you're stuck. And and I, I heard a word, maybe you've heard this, is it's, somebody said that they attributed to a Canadian piece just recently, caremongering, if you've mm-hmm. heard this. Mm-hmm. I love that word, caremongering, that we can care for people despite what we don't know is going to happen in the future. We can still trust God and we can still love other people we don't have to necessarily be consumed by our fear, and you know, there's there's familial stuff in here too because of our upbringing and our and and, and maybe our bill of goods we've been sold by a teacher somewhere along the line or a book we've read to to think kind of um, simpl- overly simplistically about um, hard uh, situations that don't have easy answers. Mm-hmm. This now you're 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 really moving into an area I'm absolutely passionate about it. Summit Ministries were equipping and supporting right. the rising generation yes. to embrace God's truth. God bless and you to guys, champion by the way, a biblical doing world what you're doing, view. man, really. So we, we do this in all different kinds of ways. We yep. do it in in-person programs and virtually and through mm-hmm. curriculum material. Right. But but when I'm working with young adults, I'm, I'm noticing a, a level of fear that's become kind of a baseline. So, so fear is a strong emotion that surfaces when we become aware of some kind of a 
potential danger. Fear becomes dread when it sort of is a it's a it's a long lasting thing. It's not just oh I had a flash of fear because somebody ran a red light and almost hit me. The dread is mm. the sense it's like fear on steroids that I'm extremely uneasy and I I might face pain, I might face uncertainty, I might face evil. And it's worse for kids because when we live in a constant time of fear and dread, which which we do, right? I mean, when I was growing up, the news came on at six, it was done by seven, right? and that was it. Now yep. it's 24 hours, right. and you lead yep. with urgency all of the time. Mm-hmm. Everything is urgent all of the time. So the baseline yep. level of stress goes up. This uh, physiologists talk about this and they say it actually changes the shape of your brain. Mm. It causes your brain to stop developing and mm. to shrink. And you, the, the more you live in constant stress, the less able you are to deal with stress. Interesting. So I know we're talking about the book Unquestioned right. Answers, but I do want everybody to <laughs> no, know. No, no, absolutely. We just put out yeah. – we just put out an ebook, and it's free and it's being circulated by the tens of thousands. Okay. And it's it is called it is called when fear and dread rage. Mm-hmm. Finding ten steps to finding God's assurances for your family. When fear and rage. When fear and dread rage. Okay. Because we need to be thinking this through a little bit longer term. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, let's say the coronavirus goes away and we all have a great summer. When right. we go back to school this fall, right. when we hit October, which is the number one month for mental health crises for young adults. That's right. Um, we're it, there is going to be a shocking level of disturbance uh, because people aren't assured unless unless they're meditating on God's word. Now the crazy mm. thing, mm. I was just reading a book by Timothy Jennings on the uh, God shaped brain, and he he's a Christian psychiatrist. Okay, but he was talking about this, and he he said, you know, the answer is meditating fifteen minutes a day on God's word. Focusing on God's promises. He just went right down through all these things that I thought, that's all Sunday school stuff that we sort of forgot mm. because we, you know, we just slap a little label on mm. it or we're going on with our lives. Mm. Anyway, so summit dot how to get the ebook. Okay, yeah, I was curious. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> summit, that's because you're a great interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> summit.org uh-huh. slash uh-huh. no fear. Oh, that's good. Summit.org slash no fear. There is no charge for this. Uh, because of the times in which we live, people yep. are experiencing such uncertainty and anxiety. This book is flying around all over the country right now. People are downloading it, but it's free. How long has it been out? Um, just a couple of weeks. Okay. And uh, it, I wrote it, you know, I wrote it probably 10 years ago, the basis of it, because I had been experiencing panic attacks. You told me that before. Isn't that? Yeah. I, it's so bizarre. I, I speak in front of thousands of people yeah. and, and yeah. all, you know, I'm out there doing all kinds of things. But in my core, I would experience this sense of fear, this an, an anxiety, a stress. A, and it would sometimes lead to panic where I'd have to call somebody on my team and say, I need you to actually walk me through what I need to do right now. Hmm. You know, my flight got canceled. What do I do? I've been on thousands of flights. I know exactly what to do. But Hmm. panic begins to shut us down. It paralyzes us. And so recently in discussing this with my wife, Stephanie, and with some on the team, and they they asked, 
have you written anything on that? And I said, mm. you know, as a matter of fact, I did 10 years ago. <laughs> Got to read your own medicine, huh? Uh, we, we pulled it out and thought, wow, this is absolutely prophetic for this time. That's good. And the best part of this little ebook mm. on, mm-hmm. on um, when fear and dread rage, which mm-hmm. you can get at summit.org slash no fear, nice. is at the very end. Very nice. I put 50 verse cards huh. so that really? you can print them out, cut them up with a scissor, hand them out to people, read them yourself, memorize them with your family. There is, there is an incredible amount of evidence that mem- putting your focus on memorizing things that are true changes your whole perspective on reality. It actually makes you <laughs> makes it easier to remember other kinds of things yeah. other than Scripture. And, and, you know, we would both agree that, hey, when we're in the panic attack or this, this place of fear and dread, that we can have other people walk with us through it. Uh, and sometimes that's not always uh, – uh, Kate, we're, we're not in a position where we know somebody. We're not in an environment where you can actually do that. But that's when it comes back to our personal relationship with God, doesn't it? Because um, it, we can meditate upon God's Word. We can learn from God. And sometimes, is, as David said, uh, uh, he encouraged himself in the Lord. And sometimes uh, we're, we're at, when our back is against a wall, we need to turn to him. We need other people. But there's right. a place of personal devotion where, um, you know, where else can I go, Lord? Because you're the only one that has words of eternal life. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just mulling over what you're, what you're saying, and I'm thinking of it. My mind immediately went toward how to pray for our leaders mm, at good. this moment. Thank you. That's a good word. Uh, you think it's difficult to, you know, it's difficult for us. Right. You know, our neighbors, might their job might not exist. Or that we don't know when it's going to come back. Um, you know, the vulnerable are far more vulnerable than they were before. Absolutely. But there's a, there's a very difficult time. There's a very difficult thing in, in leadership right now. You know, when I talk to our summit ministry students about leadership, I tell them management is doing what is expected and doing it right. Hmm. Leadership is doing what is right when no one knows what nice. to expect. Thank you for that distinction. That's a good No word. one knows what yep. to do. Right. So when, when Paul said to Timothy, pray for leaders, mm. it's because you know the you think you know i I've, I've been to the white house so you know i've talked to people in power you might be surprised they don't have all the information it's not like on television where there's this massive cave like thing with 400 television screens right. and all of the world's leading experts yes, there right i i don't want to create panic about that but Certainly. the truth is yeah. these are human beings Absolutely. they're trying to make decisions right. they're trying to balance between how do we help people be cautious but not overly fearful? And it, it's a constant it's a constant struggle because no one's ever been here before, right? No right. one has ever been here before. No, it's true. Yeah, there's no you can't compare it to the Spanish flu and stuff like that. You have all these media outlets and the pressure and a whole board of you know plethora so, of people. Yes, exactly. So no one, if no one, well, I shouldn't say no one has ever been here before ever. I mean, right. There have been horrible plagues and Certainly. things like that, and, and World War II. Nothing, you know. It, uh, what we're experiencing now is is nothing compared to all of that. But in our own time, mm. people haven't been there, and no. that's why you have to turn right. your attention to back back to what is true. Absolutely, what is true is not the information that presents itself to your senses. What is true is what God says is true. Mm. I mean, think about this: um, Isaiah forty three one. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. mine. Yes. Let that truth sink into your heart for a moment. Mm, I mean, maybe right now you're driving around, and probably not. You're probably at home. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Wish, thinking that people are driving around. You might, 
You I'm might at least are out of the house. W- a wishing bit. that you could be driving around, betting <laughs> <laughs> where you're listening to this. Yes, um, yeah. the, Psalm twenty-seven, one: The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Mm, that's good. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Mm. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's good. That's good. Habakkuk. Whoever read Habakkuk, right? It's just one of those passages. It doesn't get preached from much. No. Listen to this. Habakkuk three seventeen and 18. Mm. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there is no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. That's good. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Mm. Mm. And Isaiah went there too in Isaiah 54, 10, for the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you. Mm. And my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion. No, those are, thank you, Jeff. Those are some really comforting places of scripture to, to really meditate on and focus. They tell us what is true. Absolutely. So, Everything that we hear in the news and from friends and social media chatter and Mm -hmm. all of that kind of a thing has to be filtered through the lens of what is really true and what we as Christians assert Mm -hmm. and can demonstrate from Scripture is that God's Word is the basis of this truth. And, you know, I appreciate what you said about Paul's admonition to Timothy to pray for our leaders. And, you know, there's a lot of denigration of um, you know, our expectation, our unrealistic expectation of what our leaders should be doing or could have done or should have done earlier, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, frankly, it gets kind of old uh, to me. And, hey, why don't you just shut up? <laughs> and why don't you pray for the people? Because what if you were in their position of that mm. kind of pressure mm. when you're really thinking about your country and your fellow citizens? Mm. And, and this is like you just said earlier. It's the time to step up. I'm grateful, you know, immensely grateful of the churches in, in our community that are stepping up to help the, the senior community, the people that are more at risk and dropping food to them and calling them on the phone. I mean, the church has stepped up, and the, and the church is stepping up not only in, 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 in Colorado Springs, but around the country. That is right. And a lot of people aren't hearing that. And I'm seeing just by the stuff I read, I, I know you do, I'm, I'm really extremely stoked that the church is stepping up. They're not over in the corner. Maybe some people are living in fear, but this is the time to serve. This is the time to hear the truth. This is the time to show the truth mm. and to live the truth, like you say, li- live, live our faith out, live out loud so people can say, mm. hey, these people, just like we see in Christian history, you know, where the Christians stood up and helped the people or during the plagues, during all the other things we think of church history, it was the Christians that were there. And you know what? We're doing it again. So, the author of Hebrews says, we are not of those who shrink back. Absolutely. Others may shrink back. The market is shrinking back. Everything is shrinking back. It's time for us, for those who love Jesus, to move forward. You know, I've I've talked to some financial planners, and they're in a bad way right now. And uh, you know, the markets all the all the above, and you know, everything's decreasing. You know, the economy's decreasing. I think you know what? You can increase your faith. Mm. This is the time to increase your faith. Everything is going down, but that can go up. And, you know, if, if, as you know, and our good friend Matt Herbert always say, in the middle of our desperation, God intervenes. And he intersects, his grace intersects with our, our uh, desperation. And that's when he shows up. Think of the Israelis uh, or the Jews up against the wall of the Red Sea. You know, they, they were backed up there, but God led them to that place. That's right. God, God, well, that's exactly right. God led them there on purpose. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the scripture in Exodus says that God could have taken them by the other route. By the other route. They would have been in the promised land within two weeks. Exactly. 
And they had enough people to defeat the enemy that was along the way. That's but right. God said they're not prepared to fight. Yep. And so he took them into the desert to prepare them for a very long period of time. So times like this can be times of, of preparation. But Mark, yes. think about this for a second. I, I don't. I want my 401k to be good because I don't want to be going back to get a part-time job when I'm 75. Mm. But think about the abundance that we have right now. Mm. The abundance of community. Yes, it's good. Community is a. Would you want to get to seventy five and have no one to talk to because you've you haven't you've only been focused on your portfolio uh-huh. and not on relationships? Right on. That's good. There's Jeff. abundance in That's community. Good. Yes. So the kids are at home right now. You know, we we don't have to decide everything that's going to happen for the next year. The question is, what do my children need from me mm. right now? What is that's the good. next thing? What is a step yeah, that I good. can take to bless them now? Instead of posting a social media post that's snarky, how can I give a a blessing? And yes. Stephanie and I've been we've kind of been a little mm. bit weird about this, but you know, mm. I'll go for a run because it's the one thing I can do that's in, involves social isolation and still <laughs> exercise. <laughs> True. But I wave to people and smile, mm. and I count how many people wave and smile back. How's it and going? It's just How's well, it going? <laughs> twenty. Uh, I, so I did, Manitou, yes, you see a lot more people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. you do see a yeah. lot of people and people are very friendly in mm-hmm. our little town, but mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll regularly see all but two or three. The two or three will be lost in their thoughts and, mm-hmm. and, and they don't wave back or they look at mm-hmm. me as, a, as a, I'm kind of odd or strange, but then I just have the opportunity to pray for that person. Wow. I wonder what they're going through. I wonder what they're driving to right now or what they're driving from mm-hmm. that has got them lost in thought and perhaps mm-hmm. overcome with worry mm-hmm. and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so I just pray for them. Hey, that little red car that just yeah. passed. I don't, Lord, I have no idea who's driving that little red car. Yeah. But I just remember the little red car mm. and right now. Would wow. you have mercy on the person who is in mm. that car? And then the people I wave to, I, you know, I'm a Jeep Wrangler owner. So when I see a Jeep Wrangler go by, I give them the little W wave. <laughs> and it's hysterical how they just, they, their whole face brightens up. I yeah. saw this guy come by, his face was creased with worry. And I gave him the little W wave and he looked at me and did a double take and then gave me the big W wave back. At, yeah. But it, you know, little things like that change people. You know, right on. I, it, I, I'm appreciating this conversation. I know it's kind of gone off, uh, you know, to the wayside a little bit, but his is well, I don't completely even remember relevant. what we supposed to talk okay, about. Okay, <laughs> I love you, brother. <laughs> when I was at the prison yesterday, you know, I, my wife, you know, has me on a, uh, you know, journey to find toilet paper, you know, reason, <laughs> certain types of toilet paper if it's possible to find. So I, when I was in Kansas City, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to go to Walmart or Walgreens, you know, and there's going to, there's going to be, they're going to have some, you know. And like, of course, nothing, right? And and, and no, a lot of stuff they didn't have, right? right? But, you know, just like you're saying, th- this guy was directing traffic to the toilet paper at the Walgreens in Kansas City. I put my hand on his shoulder. Maybe I shouldn't have done it. And I said, you doing okay? Hmm. That was it. And he kind of stopped and went, thank you. Uh, I mean, it just made him stop and pause, yeah. you know, that actually yeah. somebody would ask him how he's doing. Mm. And that's what I've been trying to do when I talk to people. I say, how you doing? And, you know, a lot of times people don't ask us that in this utilitarian, fast-paced world. Maybe this kind of stuff is slowing us down enough to see what's most important, mm-hmm. like you talked about relationships and the stuff that's going to last, and in, in, in not only in this life, but in life beyond. You know, if, if we can hear that voice someday. Yeah. Well done. Mm-hmm. Good and faithful mm-hmm. servant. That will be enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like you're saying. It's not the 401k in the portfolio, all those concerns and legit. Um, hey, it's about people first. Yeah. It's about the kingdom of God first, and then he'll add all these things onto mm. us. So, oh, again, 
<laughs> we've been talking about the book, but tell our listeners where they can find the book and um, and then talk about that ebook you talked about just a second ago. Yeah, yeah. So the book we're talking about is Unquestioned Answers. Or we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that book. Yes. So Unquestioned Answers is is a is a is a call and and it's a demonstration of how to engage people in deeper conversations about real topics at a really tough time. Mm-hmm. And you can find out more at unquestionedanswers.com. Unquestionedanswers.com has videos and study questions and all of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. If you if you want to check out the book, you can get a couple free chapters there. Okay. But the but the other thing we were talking about, Mark, was this ebook that we put out at Summit Ministries that's been circulating by the tens of thousands, and I'm so grateful. It's called When Fear and Dread Rage. And you go to summit.org slash no fear. It's a free download. And you can get that. It gives you 10, 10 steps to finding God's assurances for your family. And at the very end of it are these 50 verse cards. I read some of them a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. They will wash over your soul with peace and with comfort and with an understanding of reality. What does God say is real mm. is more important than what CNN or Fox News or Ab- anybody else says Absolutely. Jeff, thank you so much. Appreciate for your, your time coming in and spending some time with us. It's great to be with you, Mark. We do want to thank Jeff Myers um, from Summit Ministries right here in town. Again, the book is called Unquestioned Answers. He referred to the website, unquestionedanswers.com. He referred to the, also the summit.org slash no fear of that free ebook. Hey, that's something to put on Facebook. Send it out to email. Take the opportunity to make a difference. So again, Jeff, thanks so much for joining us today. And uh, we want to thank you for listening as always. We hope that you can apply uh, what we've been saying today for your own personal comfort and sharing that comfort uh, to other people. And so thanks for joining us. I want to ask you to stay with us to listen to my good friend Gino Geraci right after this. And uh, we want to thank you for listening and join us next Thursday. It's his usual time at 4.30 p.m. every Thursday right here on 100.7 The Word.